Jeremiah had been listening to God, and God told him to put a yoke around his neck. God told him to tell the kings of Edom, Moab, Ammon, Tyre, and Sidon, the areas neighboring Judah, that they had better serve Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, or else God would punish them, consume them with famine, disease, and war. God told Jeremiah to tell the kings, do not listen to your prophets, your diviners, your dreamers, your soothsayers, your sorcerers, who say, you shall not serve the king of Babylon. They lie. God told Jeremiah to tell Zedekiah, the king of Judah, bring your necks under the yoke of the king of Babylon and serve him and his people and live. Do not listen to the prophets who say, you shall not serve the king of Babylon, for I have not sent them. And so Jeremiah went and did as God asked. Now it wasn't long after Jeremiah's warning that the prophet Hananiah met Jeremiah in the temple and standing among the priests and all the people, Hananiah told Jeremiah that God had broken the yoke of the king of Babylon and within two years everything would be restored. The temple vessels would be returned, the exiles would be returned, the son of the king of Judah would be returned. And for a moment, it seems, Jeremiah allows himself a bit of hope, saying, Amen, may the Lord do so, may the Lord make the words which you have prophesied come true. But then he cautions Hananiah, Yet hear now this word which I speak in your hearing and in the hearing of all the people. The prophets who preceded you and me from ancient times prophesied war, famine, and pestilence against many countries and great kingdoms. As for the prophet who prophesies peace, when the word of that prophet comes to pass, then it will be known that the Lord has truly sent the prophet. And then in response, Hananiah took the yoke bars that were around Jeremiah's neck and broke them, saying, Even so will God break the yoke of Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, from the neck of all the nations within two years. Jeremiah, unconvinced, left to do some thinking. Sometime later, the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah. Go, tell Hananiah, thus says the Lord, you have broken wooden bars, but I will make in their place bars of iron. For I have put upon the neck of all these nations an iron yoke of servitude to Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, and they shall serve him. And then Jeremiah said, Listen, Hananiah, the Lord has not sent you, and you have made this people trust in a lie. Therefore, thus says the Lord, Behold, I will remove you from the face of the earth. This very year you shall die, because you have uttered rebellion against the Lord. And that year, Hananiah died.
Jeremiah and Hananiah have several differences, you see. Hananiah comes across as presumptuous, while Jeremiah seems more humble about what he has been told by God. Hananiah is in favor of immediate gratification. He wants these nations freed from the yoke in just two years. Although Jeremiah wants this to happen too, he doesn't fall into the trap of believing it just because he wants it to happen. He goes back to what he knows to be God's will. Hananiah seems excited, impulsive, eager, while Jeremiah is more circumspect. Hananiah seems to think that peace would be easy to achieve in the short span of two years. And Jeremiah doubts that because Jeremiah understands that fulfillment of prophecies is on God's terms, not human terms. And I cannot help but think that we are supposed to be like Jeremiah is here, humble, holding close to God's will, possessing wisdom. We're supposed to be in this life for the long run, not the short one. You see, peace isn't magic. It takes time to break the yoke from our necks, and it won't happen before God wants it to. Excitement has its place, and I don't think Jeremiah is like a wet blanket. He doesn't make the situation seem hopeless or grim. He just says that it's going to take a while. Hold your horses. Hananiah, on the other hand, presents us with false hopes that let us down. I think that our road to peace somehow lies parallel to Jeremiah's road. If Jeremiah was a prophet, and if prophecy is about understanding the will of God, and we seek to understand the will of God too, doesn't that make us prophets of sorts? And if we believe that it is God's will that someday peace will come, and someday the lion will lie down with the lamb, aren't we prophesying peace? Indeed, I think we must. But we must also be careful to not fall into the trap that Hananiah did. We cannot get too eager and say that peace is coming soon, because it's not. We must realize that we have a long way to go. And like Jeremiah, we can't make the situation seem hopeless or grim. Just because something is far away doesn't make it any less real. In fact, we cannot let ourselves lose hope. For without that bright spot of hope, what are we living for? We've got to believe there's an end because there's no other way we're going to make it down that long, hard road with these heavy yokes around our necks, yokes of everything that is wrong with the world. It is, as Jeremiah says, as for the prophet who prophesies peace, when the word of that prophet comes to pass, then it will be known that the Lord has truly sent the prophet. This makes our statement an even greater one, given the fact 
that it is set against the backdrop of Hananiah dying because of his false prophecy. We believe that God wants all his children to live in peace confidently enough to trust that we will not somehow be struck down for uttering false prophecies. Like Jeremiah, we have to understand that fulfillment of prophecies is on God's terms, not human terms. So while we can't claim to be full-fledged prophets, knowing exactly what God's up to, while we can't say precisely when that glorious day is coming, we can work towards it, knowing full well that it is coming. We're getting there, one way or another. It's like one of my favorite old-time bands, Old Crow Medicine Show, says in their song, We're All In This Together. All there is, is a slow road to freedom. We have to stay the course, excuse me, we have to stay the course and keep walking down that road, not for ourselves, but for others, for the collective human race. It's not only for today that we work for peace. In the big picture, we're working for tomorrow. And this, allows us to put our differences aside and say, hey, let's walk this road together. In the very act of walking that path, in believing that there is a purpose, an end, in believing that someday there will be peace, we are prophesying peace. One of the verses to that song goes like this. Well, my friend, Let's put this thing together and walk the path with worn out feet of trial. Because if you wanted, we can go home forever. Give up your jaded ways, spell your name to God. And when all is said and done, we'll get to where we're going.